In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you're here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. The introductory prayer that we have just recited contains a perennial petition. I ask pardon for my sins. The previous two meditations spoke of who we are. We considered that we are children of God, yet we never forget that we are also sinners. In the Bible, a consequence of sin is death. Pretty clear in the story of the creation of man, the command of our Lord never to eat of the fruit of the tree of good and evil. Had he done so, he will be dying. And death came upon man when he did eat of the forbidden fruit. The most tragic statement uttered by our Creator after the fall of man, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The next two meditations will consider, in the presence of God, the last things, where we are going. All of us will proceed to, to death and based on our actions, our correspondence to the love of God that He has offered also to each one of us, we will go to our eternal destinations either to heaven or to hell. But first, let us think of death. Clearly, this event is an enigma, a mystery, a phenomenon that for all human beings speaks of sadness, separation, uncertainty, 
all of those relatives of ours and friends who have died were separated from us. We no longer see them. We no longer talk to them. We miss them. And definitely upon the news of their death, we also felt sad because of these realities. Attending a recollection recently, I heard in a talk that during this pandemic, so many souls have been reminded of the last things. We have positioned ourselves in a sort of a perpetual retreat because of the so many deaths that we hear of. The headcount each day presented to us in the news. COVID has struck and we are not exempt for with the news of some of people we have known being affected by the virus and also succumbing to death. We're, we have no lasting city, but we seek the city which is to come. Our faith teaches us that in spite of the separation and the uncertainty, the sadness that every phenomenon of death brings, there is something holy. There is something to hope for. There is something beyond death. Saint Jose Maria, who was an experienced spiritual director, collecting his experiences and his notes, wrote a book entitled The Way, and one of his insights, point 0.737, he wrote, Have you heard how sadly the worldly-minded lament that each day that passes is to die a little? Well, I say to you, rejoice, apostolic soul, because each day that passes brings you closer to life. Yes, for a follower of Christ who has died for me, who has conquered death for me, who will be also sharing his life for me in his resurrection, I know that death simply is a necessary entry point to life. 
we are reminded every funeral mass when the priest gives the homily perhaps and he recites another important part of the mass which we call the preface the start of the eucharistic prayer life is transformed not ended the popular belief and sentiment about death the popular and more famous tragic event for the christian is a doorway that brings us closer to heaven the shortness of life prompts us to make use of time but without getting terrified because death completes our great desire to face the Lord, to see Him. In death, we will be able to meet Jesus face to face. For Christians, death is the beginning of life. For others, it is simply halting, a stoppage from all material realities, human experiences, and from that point of view, it is startling. But for those who have a spiritual, another life, an interior life, death is an encouragement. A stimulus for many others it is the end but for us it is the beginning don't be afraid of death Saint Josemaria also advised accept it from now on generously when God wills it as God wills it wherever he wills it have no doubt it will come at the time in the place and in the way that are most fitting sent by your father god welcome be our sister death How did St. Joseph die? Well, little is known factually concerning the life of this holy man we have been bringing to prayer. He, in fact, is mentioned only a few times in the Gospels. And as we earlier realized, he never said a word. Biblical scholars believe that he died prior to our Lord's crucifixion. Joseph was definitely not present at the death of his son. 
And in the Gospel of St. John, we know that Jesus had entrusted his mother to someone outside the family. Had Joseph been alive, he would have entrusted his mother to his father. Keeping in mind this historical scenario, there have been many traditions holding that Joseph died in the arms or presence of Jesus and Mary. It is a beautiful image, one that has led the church to proclaim Joseph the patron saint of a happy death. There are numerous accounts of this moment, but one that is particularly touching is from the writings of Venerable Mother Mary of Jesus of Agrida. In her account, an episode in a book, Mystical City of God, she wrote, This man of God, turning toward Christ our Lord in profoundest reverence, wished to kneel before him. But the sweetest Jesus, coming near, received him in his arms, where, reclining his head upon them, Joseph said, My highest Lord and God, Son of the Eternal Father, Creator and Redeemer of the world, give thy blessing to thy servant and the works of thy hand. Pardon, O most merciful King, the faults which I have committed in thy service and intercourse. I extol and magnify thee and render eternal and heartfelt thanks to thee for having in thy ineffable condescension chosen me to be the spouse of thy true mother. Let thy greatness and glory be my thanksgiving for all eternity. The dreamer of the world, Jesus Christ, gives him his benediction, saying, My Father, rest in peace. And in the grace of my eternal Father and mine, and to the prophets and saints who await thee in limbo, bring the joyful news of the approach of their redemption. At these words of Jesus, and reclining in his arms, the most fortunate St. Joseph expired, and the Lord himself closed his eyes. Whatever did happen, Joseph must have died a happy death, surrounded by the most loving wife and son in the whole universe. All of us aspire to be surrounded by our loved ones when we die. Some may be able to obtain that petition, that wish, to be accompanied. Some friends of mine, during the COVID-19 pandemic, had this petition unfulfilled. Many of them were 
not allowed to be with their loved ones in this important transit of their human existence. However, I was pretty sure, knowing them, that the most important persons accompany them in their last breath. They had a happy death like Joseph. Because Jesus and Mary were present. Tell your Father God right now, address Him. This could be our prayer here onwards. Lord, I want to die with Jesus and Mary close to me. I want to be accompanied by them, especially in my soul. We know that we are always with Jesus when our souls are in the state of grace, a perennial presence of God. When He dwells in our hearts, when He lives in us, we could only be the culprit if ever He does not. If we show Him away, if we throw Him out with those stains of grave or mortal offenses, sins, if we don't amend, we have to prepare for this final moment which we do not know as to the place as to the time when it would come whichever way however we want to be with Jesus preparing for this Lord means that I have to take care of my presence of God. Means I have to take care in examining my conscience each time. You have given us the sacrament of reconciliation by which we could begin again. Cleanse our souls of those blots, stains of sin. And if we do this every day, examine our conscience, make an act of contrition, and if necessary, resolve to go to confession, we can be sure that Jesus and Mary will accompany us, will be with us. 
and however it may happen, our death will be like that of Joseph. In the preaching of Jesus, when he spoke a lot about the last things, in the Gospel of St. Matthew, he emphasized the coming of the kingdom of God. He described it like when a man going on a journey called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one, he gave five talents. To another, two. To another, one. To each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them, and saying, Master, you delivered me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had the two talents, came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also had received the one talent, came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you did not winnow. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You know that I reap where I have not sowed, and gather where I have not winnowed. Then you ought to have not sowed. You ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will, be more, will more be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who has not, even what he has, will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. There men will weep and gnash their teeth. Every time we think of death, we should put into our consideration, obviously, the love of God. But at the same time, 
with this great love of His, He who has provided us so many things, His providential gifts, the talents that we possess, all come from Him. In the last day, in this encounter with the Master, He will also ask an accounting of how you made use of them. And this is already the judgment. Soon after death, there will be a particular judgment for every soul. Our eternal destiny will be decided. And it includes how much love we have had in trying to give glory to Him, in making good use of time, in making fruitful everything that He has given to us. Lord Jesus, You who will be my judge, You who will be meeting me on the day of judgment, help me to be prepared by judging myself each night. You who will show me that great light, the grace of seeing everything after death, and I myself who will determine whether I want to be with you for all eternity, Help me to experience that light each night in the examination of conscience. And out of love, make a firm resolve to go and ask pardon without delay. To center my life on you and to use everything, each minute of my life for your glory. Help me to live order so that I could prioritize the things are more important. The activities that refer to you. The activities that make impact on my eternity. From prayer life to the apostolate, to the work which I convert into prayer and apostolate, I want everything offered up for your glory. If we judge ourselves truly each night, this daily task, this bookkeeping, St. Josemaria described it as such, which will never neglect in business, then we will be ready. There is no business worth more than the business of eternal life. And in the examination of conscience, which I'll try to do conscientiously, I will not be afraid of truth. I will be sincere 
with my intentions, with my dispositions. Let's end now this time of prayer about death, going to our Blessed Virgin. You know that each Hail Mary, which we pray, contains that petition about accompaniment at the hour of our death. Say this now in your heart, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for me, a sinner, now in this retreat, and especially at the hour of my death. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.